0: Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises.
1: I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. This is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show.
2: Welcome, welcome. First day of spring, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) March 20, I don't know if it was March 21st or the 22nd. We're we're recording this on the 22nd.
1: Well, it doesn't feel like spring, so I'm not counting spring until it's over 60
2: sun's out though it's
1: nice it is good so last week uh before the the jason roble interview we had actually recorded a pod between a segment between you and me talking and because i'm an awesome engineer i accidentally deleted it right so we just kind of went with it but we're going forward we're going to start talking before the interviews
2: yeah, just to, for you and I to catch up and, you know, work on our spiritual fitness practice by just having a conversation and getting caught up on the week and see if anything's going on
1: with right. either one of us. So with that said, um, you moved into a new house. We, we, we yeah. kind of touched upon it last week. We touched upon
2: it last week. Yep. It's been, so it's been a week. So this is our second
1: recording. So it's here. So yep. it's been a full week. Yeah. And this place is nice. Yeah, different. Different. So, smaller. Smaller. Manageable. Yep. And now the stress of the move has dissipated. Has dissipated. It looks like you're a lot more organized. Yep. Because I think two pods ago we were talking about when I walked into the house, there was all kinds of stuff all over the place. Right. So there was moving people. There was trash in front. The house was partially empty. Yeah. There was a lot of chaos going on. Yep. So now that you've had about a week to soak it in, how are you feeling?
2: I'm feeling much better, and you know, we erased last week's pod, and we we talked about how I was feeling last week, and I even wrote a a blog about it. Um, yep. That with all this chaos going on with the move, and uh, I was ha- fortunate; my parents came in from Connecticut to help me because it was a very very big move. And, um, you know, living in that home for 10 years, you you accumulate a lot of stuff. Right. And it just seemed like it was just never-ending. Yep. And on the day of the move, um, I felt this like, this twinge in my back. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me, because.
1: So you threw out your back, or? Well,
2: now, years, like in the past, I would thought I threw out my back, or I did something. But I, I knew intuitively that was not what was happening. And after digesting it and realizing, you know, it was, I was just dealing with all the emotions of just the whole move, and it built up into my back where it got my attention. And so, so during the move, I really couldn't lift too many things. And are you
1: sure that you just weren't trying to get out of moving? Well, no,
2: and that would have been an old habit of mine too. <laughs> oh, I pulled on my back, you know, you know. But I was like. But I knew where it was coming from, and um, you know, I went to yoga on Friday. That Saturday, I couldn't go just because it was it was just so busy. And then I made it uh, a priority go on Sunday, and then later on Sunday, got a massage. And then later that night, I wrote about it. And what was happening throughout all this chaos is, you know, for myself, I you know, I lost a little bit of my daily practice, which happens normally when Mm -hmm. you when you're busy. And but again, I. I didn't really, I think, officially say goodbye to that house and that, and that part of my life. And I think that was all built up. And you know, by I think Wednesday, I was I was good, and but it was kind of working through that.
1: Right. So you were in that house for ten years, was it?
2: Ten years. Okay. Ten so years. it was
1: ten years of emotions and yeah. attachment. To the house and that life. And that life. And this was kind of the symbolic moving away from that and really stepping away and closing that door on that chapter of your life. Yep. Which culminated in some back pain. Yeah. That I think a lot of us, sometimes you don't realize, sometimes you're not feeling well and you think, gosh, I have a cold or something's wrong. But in your case, it was purely almost emotional.
2: It was emotional I didn't and I didn't realize it till it was happening and it was so you know and everything happens for a reason and, and we talked about this last week on the pod that got deleted, and here's the reason why I believe it got deleted because we were talking about how I was going to do a closing ceremony yep with my former wife and my three girls yep at that at that house, and that never took place because <laughs> it got.
1: Just, the schedules didn't well, work Well,
2: no, out. and the reason it didn't take place was by Tuesday, Wednesday, when I was feeling good, I'd, my energy shifted. My kids came. The kids, My kids stay with me starting on Wednesday after school and then with me Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. The energy shifted, and we were just all so excited about the, the new, new life. home, okay. the new life.
1: So you didn't want and, to go back and have no, to... No, and I... And, you already and, moved past it. Yes,
2: and initially I was... My thoughts were because they, they kept talking about that they wanted to do it, but once we started living in the new home, normally including our dog, nobody brought up <laughs> nobody brought up the old house.
1: Yeah, they were ready to move on.
2: Yes, and it's something that, you know, my firm belief system, listen, we all need to have a roof over our head, but it's the people that make up a home. Sure. It's the people that make up
1: a home. Yeah, yeah.
2: And um, so I'm excited for this new space and this new adventure. And I think, like we talked about, it's a, it's a
1: better place to pod. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more light. Yeah. You, a, you, you keep talking about how quiet it is. As <laughs> <yes. laughs> you've mentioned, I've been here three times, and every time I come here, you tell me, it's so quiet. It's it is. It's so quiet. It's like, we're in the country. I'm right. like, well, you're still in the middle of Birmingham. I mean, I can right. see old Woodward right there. Right. But, you know, that, that's good. It is quiet because in the old place, we were next to a school. We were next to school, and...
2: You know, and I enjoy that And I enjoy being around, you know, kids Because, mm-hmm. you know, kids bring out, you know, joy and laughter and well, What was that, your you know. kids, it was your children's and elementary that, that, school Yeah, they all went there
1: See, yeah. I think there's a lot of symbolism here Where yeah. you you were leaving that old place And moving yeah. on to a new, new life The yeah. old school, everything I mean, you, you're only across town But still, it's still yeah. There's a lot of new energy in yeah. this place And this place has a lot of light And I think it's a it's a fantastic place Yeah, love it So So you've got a not only, so you went through this big move a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and on Thursday, you're leaving right. the country. Yes, for two weeks. And you're going to China. Yep. With my daughter and, on a school trip. And have you ever been, Have one, have you ever been outside of the country? Yes. Okay, where yes. have you gone?
2: Ooh, we've been uh, a lot of it's been the Caribbean. So oh, okay. The, you know, the Dominican Republic, Saint Lucia, Got Saint it. Croix, Puerto Rico. So very uh, Mexico. Um, so that, that
1: type of Americanized places. Yes. So China is going to be a whole different. It's going to be experience. A, yeah, yeah. And this is for your one of your daughter's school. Yep. Field trip. Yep. Well, I think it's amazing that you're going to China because there's so much history there. And when you when you talk about some of the things that we talk about in the mm-hmm. ancient practices, some of them are rooted in, and come from China. So that's going to be quite the journey for you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And um, definitely going to be looking at it from the spiritual side too and just being ever-present and uh, or be conscious to be awake throughout the whole experience. I mean, it's going to be a lot of, as the uh, the person who's running the show said, this isn't a vacation. <laughs> this is... We're up six in the morning and you're going till ten o'clock every night, and we're kind of going all over china and I've kind of approached this as first of all, I love it because it's organized and but I'm kind of like going in with not knowing what to expect and just kind of going with the flow of this this whole process and, okay. you know years ago I'd be kind of like, "Oh, what should I pack which you know I'd, I'd
1: be all but you know I'm ready to go. And experience it, yeah. And that you're going with your daughter, I think, is fantastic. And and you're actually a leader of one of the, the groups, right? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be following yeah,
2: you, yeah. So I think there's like six got, groups, <laughs> and we went to this orientation. And the, I don't know how I got there, but you know, my name is I'm I'm a leader of a group.
1: Okay, so you got some so, responsibility so, for so. some young people, yes, in and, a foreign country.
2: Yeah, and I guess you know the big thing is is that they stressed is being on time because with these I guess we're on these buses the whole time or when we go from place to place and if you're like five to ten minutes late and you hit rush hour you're kind of like screwed so i mean she was just like you have to be on time so got it well yeah and i think you know the one thing you mentioned i think that ultimately for me um the most priceless part is being with one of my children for two weeks yep and just having that time got it and to soak that all up because you know as you is as, as a dad your kids are much younger i mean you have the opportunity to be with one of your kids mm-hmm. for an extended period of time they they don't really happen unless you make maybe a conscious effort to do that i yep. mean you don't really see these opportunities happen much
1: yeah Okay, well that's good yeah. catching up. So and you're th-
2: going to be holding down the house here. So I mean that's the other thing. You're well, gonna, yeah. So, so let's w- talk about that. So everybody knows what's going on.
1: Well, while you're gone, I'm going to do. I'm going to continue the podcast. So don't worry, everybody. We'll still have some new humble warrior podcasts coming out. And I've arranged for my wife and I are going to do one podcast. Awesome. And then I have a good friend by the name of Pat Jones. Actually, it's my wife's friend. She's not, but we're friends too. But um, but she's has a great experience and we're gonna talk about some um ways to enjoy life on that podcast so i'm looking forward to 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 those two podcasts and we'll try to live up to the live brave motto while you're gone um so with that said i want to make sure everybody knows that um you got if this is your first time listening make sure you follow us on facebook at the humble warrior podcast you can follow us on twitter at the Warrior Pod and on Instagram. And then also please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review if you like this podcast. We would love to hear from you. And today we've got a guest coming on by the name of Lisa Hickey. She's the CEO of the Good Men Project, which is a online website um, focused around men's issues. And it's a website that we've been honored to have our podcast published on as well as your blogs from mm-hmm. chrisforte.com. So we're going to talk to her in a little bit and that's exciting. Um, but be- before that, I want to touch upon a, a little something that's happened to both of us in the past week, which is I, I had that free soul discovery session. Right, right, right. So a couple weeks ago, I went to a health, health and one wellness holistic fair. And there were this, there was a, There are chiropractors, acupuncturists, reflexologists, massage therapists, a lot of holistic practices. And there was this woman that was doing uh, soul discovery. And I know you've done work like this yourself. Yes. So I was like, okay. I was looking at her brochure and talking to her a little bit. She said, hey, I offer a free session. Would you like to sign up? I'm like, she says, I was a little nervous, right, I was going right. to say. I said, well, okay, sure. Right. So I, I give her my information, and I said, so where do we meet? She goes, oh, we do it over the phone. Mm-hmm. I said, you can sense my aura and all that over the phone? She says, yeah, I meet with all my, my people over the phone. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So I scheduled it, and I had it last week. And I got to say that I was – Not too impressed. Right, right. Because I went through it and she asked me, first she told me about her experience and why she's doing it. And then she asked me what I wanted to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And then she asked me some more questions and then commented on what I was telling her. And it was more, to me, it was more reactionary to what I was telling her when I was really looking for information that Mm -hmm. she could give me based on what, either what she felt or what she sensed or right. what you know what my soul was telling her because that right. was the impression that I got from talking to you on kind of the sessions that you've gone through yep so I wanted to see if you wanted to share, because I know you just went through something. Yeah. I don't know if it was soul discovery, but it was, what was it?
2: Um, it was it was more of a woman who was channeling, that um, channel, could channel guides and spirits. Okay. And she's a very highly recommended person. I've been trying to get her in, yep. into her since
1: the Well, one, one of my friends went to her too.
2: The new year, yeah. And yeah. you've said good things. And, um, and we're going to get her on the podcast. I don't want to just mention her name yet, mm-hmm. um, just because of the work that I'm doing. And so you went, so I went and you've you've uh, done this before and I've done this before and I've done this, you know, um, you know, at least a dozen times with all different types of holistic practitioners. And when you go down this path, some register with you and some don't, you know, keep an open mind and open heart. And I think, you know, back from the Michael Patrick Peters conversation, you use discernment. But know that every you know, anytime you you do come across, there is information. And I think when you and I talked, you did gain some valuable information, just a a, a nugget.
1: I did. You, so, I, so my beef with, I guess not my beef, but my challenge with continuing on with any more work was, with this particular with this particular person, right, right, was that I felt like I was giving her all the information and right. she was reacting to it. But like you said, she did give me. As we were having our conversation, she had asked me if I had ever failed at anything in my life. And, you know, I've had failures, but um, nothing, you know, I've been very blessed to be, to have a lot of successes in my life. So I don't, so when I look at what I failed at, I look at things that have really bothered me Mm. and stuck with me. And one of the things that I told her was... When I was younger, um, that I was really into drawing. I, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to draw and create. And I had given up. And so I, I considered that a, a failure in my life. And she asked me why. And I said, well, because I could never create on paper the images that were in my head. So I had these wonderful images of what I'd want to draw. And then as I tried to draw it on paper, it wouldn't. Come out the way it, I wanted it to. And then, of course, as a, you know, I must have been in elementary school, fifth, fourth, or fifth grade. You compare your artwork to other people's artwork and you're like, oh, look at that, guys. Mm-hmm. So I was by any means not the best artist in school. But what had happened was my art teacher had recommended me to go to this workshop for artists, and one person from each school could go. So I was elected to go And then I went to this thing And we talked about some art technique And we all, everybody had to draw something And again I had the same problem Where I couldn't draw or create What was in my head And so it frustrated me And so I quit mm-hmm. And I, you know, I told her That's kind of, to me that's one of the things That I wish I would have never stopped doing And She said to me, you know she said hey well that's there, there might be some connection there that maybe in a past life or something happened to you where you when you can't accomplish something or somebody tells you something you're protecting yourself mm-hmm. by not going forward mm-hmm. and i thought that was a good piece of information because if i if i apply that to other instances in my life then i i can see that right. so in that regard i thought it was Yes, I got some information that right. was valuable. Right. And I think that's the point when you're going to see anybody, whether it's uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist, a counselor, it could a be chiropractor, a, yeah, a and doctor. It, and it could be people from the spiritual
2: world. It could be a, uh, someone who does clairvoyance. It could be someone in numerology. It could be astrology but I, continue where you're going I know where you're yeah, going. Yeah, but with I this. think
1: it's the information that yes. you get and the conversation that you have and the interaction and how you dissect it and apply it to what's happening in your life that's valuable. Yes. Now what she was charging <laughs> for Right. The and sessions I, I was like, okay, I'm this I'm not going yeah, to Yeah, go and this.
2: and I think, you know, in and the way it was staggered and she wanted you to come back, I think it was like every other week or something for yeah. a period of time. So, you know, you and I talked about it and I you know, as you go down this path, you'll, you'll and continue to search and grow. You, you, you'll meet all different types of, you know, spiritual teachers, mentors, practitioners, what have you. But it's to always keep an open mind and open heart and, you know, um, have a little bit of discernment. But, you know, at the end of the day, your heart will lead you the right way. So if there's something that doesn't make sense or, you know, this just doesn't feel right, well, that's probably right. And just to know that sure. and to get recommendations like so, for for example, the woman that I saw has been highly recommended. Um, and uh, again, it was just valuable information for me that I was going in more of a little bit, you know, just continue to search for clarity, going down this path and bringing it to the world. And, you know, what are the right ways and, you know, the right ways to do it and what's in my highest good and the highest good for others. So. Sure got a lot of insight you listen to it I recorded it um, so you listen to some of it mm-hmm. and so it you know it, it helped me and it was I, it came at the right time as I'm going away to China for a right. couple of weeks because intuitively uh, I've kind of known with all this move and, and with China the stuff that we're doing here you know the podcast has had momentum which is great and I've submitted my book proposal, and we'll see where that goes, and now it's just go enjoy two weeks in China with your daughter, yeah, and soak it all up and when you get back, there should be a little bit more clarity. I'm just talking for myself, my words where where this is all going,
1: right so I wanted to leave people. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about the pot, and she listens she li- she listens to most of them, and Good. she said one of the things that she'd like to hear. Is what can I? You guys talk about great topics, okay? But what can I? I want to give me a piece of information that I can take action on, okay? So I can I can take that home and I can do something. So what I wanted to talk about was since we both went through these sessions with these these practitioners, um, maybe how we could evaluate and look at these new practitioners to to kind of figure out all right, is this is this a a reputable person that I'm working with? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that I think it just goes without saying on anything that you do is if you get a referral from somebody. Yes. So f- talk to people that either maybe another practitioner that you trust or somebody that you've been having these spiritual conversations with, and they might have a recommendation or talk or or refer you to somebody that can give you some information about a practice that you should, Try.
2: Yeah, and you could even Google them because uh, you know there's there's, sure. there's your reviews usually on Google uh, for some of the let's say maybe well, more well known or people.
1: Sure. So if you Google them, I would look for um, the number of people that have reviewed them. Yeah. And kind of the credibility of those people, right. and obviously the way they write, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing to look for would be um, how is the session presented. Mm-hmm. So if they say, this is how it works, and they're they're very clear about, this is what I'm going to do, this is what we're going to talk about, it's going to last this amount of time. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions, if they're yes. open, and, and understanding to your concerns that this might be something new for you, and you're trying to understand what's about to happen?
2: Yeah, well said. And I think the big difference between, and I'm going to talk more of the... Now, I'm not going to talk about, let's say, going to a therapist or a chiropractor, or we'll say the, the typical, More of the holistic. The more, more of the, the holistic. Let's say, if you want to experience with astrology or numerology or clairvoyant or someone that channels or a shamanic healer or okay.
1: whatever. Yeah.
2: Um, you shouldn't have to give too much information. Like, I think that's what you and I talked about is the woman that you were working with was asking so many questions. Right. So you kind of felt like you were kind of like giving her the information in a way so then she can kind of steer it.
1: I felt it was more like a counseling. Right.
2: Right. Right. Which is okay if that's what you're going for. But, you know, when you talk about this space. And these people that have these gifts, and these people do, you know, the very, very, very reputable ones do have these gifts. They shouldn't be asking for too much information. But for you to get something out of it as being, let's say, the client, is you have to go in with some sort of intent of what you're trying to accomplish. Right. If you go in there kind of blindly, just, you know... It's you're probably not going to get what you want to get out of it. So the question, so ask yourself, why am I going here, mm-hmm. and what I want to get out of it, and that is the intent when I walk in those doors.
1: I think that's a good point. That's a great tip. Yes, because I definitely knew because you and I last year, you had taken me to uh, what was it? I took the, you to a psychic. Was it a psychic? Yeah, uh, a
2: tar- yeah, like a tarot card reader.
1: Right, and I had never done anything like that. And we did like this on before. the fly, just yeah. for fun. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. It was, right. It was it last was last year yeah. when we were still trying to figure out what we were going to pot about. Yeah. we'd have these meetings talking about different topics. Yeah. And I had asked you, so have you ever done one of these tarot reading people? Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, there's one right down the street. Yeah. I'm like, really? And then you said, let's go. So we went. And I got to tell you, I I'm pretty skeptical I, yeah. I believe in this practice but i'm pretty skeptical skeptical of a lot of people yep because i just feel like you know i can who, who's good who's bad i'm i don't know right so one that you introduced me to her i'm like okay this was good and it was there was a lot of information she gave and i thought it was it was good and i i look back on that experience every time i exper- i explore with some type of new practitioner like i did with this um soul discovery person um so i think those tips are great let's get a referral like you referred yeah. me to this person um go in with intent and yeah. clarity mm-hmm. and then have a know what the expectations are ask them questions they should be open to answering your questions about what's going to happen
2: yeah and like you said i think that's the big thing they they will uh, you know any good reputable you know practitioner should say you know what questions do you have do you have any questions before you even get started you should feel you know feel comfortable
1: okay now the last thing i want to talk about when you're evaluating these types of practices is the cost Mm. because a lot of times everybody associates, there's an association I think in our society with quality to cost, Mm -hmm. right? But then there's also an association with um, fraud (laughs) or like being taken advantage of with cost as well. Right. So do you have, I know you've done a lot of different practices. So is there like a range that's reasonable or what, what have you experienced in in terms of costs for a session? Okay. I'll compare it to the physical fitness world
2: a little bit. Cause I've worked with okay. trainers yeah. and my view with um, money, especially in this type of field and especially with the holistic practitioners, a lot of them will understand that this is just a medium of exchange. Um, that's the terminology. Okay. Okay. And you know the range could be anywhere from, let's just use an hour. Could be as low as maybe I'm gonna say the good ones. You know anywhere from one to three hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. And you know you kind of pay for what you get. I believe, and you know with the trainer or with you know the doctor you go to or, or what have you. So, um, but not to say that. You can't get as much out as the one hundred, as opposed to the three hundred dollars session. Sure.
1: And some of them. Some of that's still supply and demand, I'm sure. Right.
2: Yes. Absolutely. And um, usually, you know, what I found in my experience, if it's a good experience and there's a connection with that practitioner, it was well worth the dollars because you, you know, a lot of them go over the time or right. will go above and beyond right and, uh, and a lot of these folks and that's why it's it's what well, we're trying to cage you mainstream is a lot of these folks um are now making this a business mm-hmm. you know and it's hard for them because they have all these gifts and it's about serving humanity and right. what have you but uh, it's
1: not a capitalist in- endeavor right
2: right and i think though also by going down this path which is you know which is helped me is, is as you go down this path and the more you go deeper and if this is something that um, you're aligned with other folks will come in your li- uh, p- life where you're, you're going to eventually meet some sort of teacher or mentor that will even help you as you go down this path which helped
1: which which happened with me and you I knew you have one that you've been and I have one yeah that was long? eventually
2: a t- over 12 years who started off as just an energy worker Mm -hmm. with me and again a lot of meetings and questions even before we got started Mm -hmm. um and has turned into a lifelong you know mentor and friend
1: okay so at the end of my session she she put on the hard the hard clothes Mm. (laughs) you know we've both been in sales and marketing so you know you understand what i'm saying right right so then as soon as she did that i'm like all right she's I feel this. I know this. That she's either using this technique because it's from a book, or she's learned it, right. and, or something. And I just don't like it. So, and know. I think,
2: and I think, and I'm go- I'm glad you brought that up because that is something like you and I were talking yesterday on uh, going down this path. And the clarity I needed is being an entrepreneur and very salesy. Right. As I go into this space, I need to operate from the heart. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to sell. Right. You know, if you're operating from your heart. So, again, when you're in that office or with whomever, connect from the heart. And you should know that they, they you know, and you will have to pick up on this, but you can genuinely pick up if someone's operating from their heart.
1: Right. And or, the, so that was what I left it with. So she asked me at the very end, she said, So what, what, what do you think it would take to move forward? I said, well, I want to think about it for a few days. Think about the price. Talk about talk. Talk it over with my wife, mm-hmm. and then also I wanna I wanna evaluate whether or not I have a connection with you, mm-hmm. because I think whenever you work with anybody, and you're putting your hard-earned dollars on the table, that you should you should feel some sort of connection with somebody. You should feel like you're on the same page, and there's a natural flow in the beginning. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, the lesson I learned from going through this experience is, you know, trust your gut,
2: trust your gut and digest it. And that's another thing is, you know,
1: give it some time, give it some time. It if
2: you have, you can't after like a a session like that, say, okay, book me for, you know, whatever the right. next time you need time to digest it.
1: And they and should give you that time.
2: Yes, and they should be, they should be guiding you on that.
1: Okay. So, so
2: hopefully that helps to your, your, your uh, lady friend.
1: Yeah, so I hope uh, that helps to all our listeners sure, yeah. if you're looking, at it. looking to explore this space. Um, so I hope that's valuable. And my decision, just so everybody knows, yeah. is I'm not going to go forward with, right. with this practitioner. Right. But right. I still look at others.
2: Still look at others and just, you know, look how far you've come from that day we just hopped in the car and I brought you to a tarot card reader. That's my point, is you've been a great example of continuing to search and find out the right practitioners that are working for you as, yeah. you, as you go down this
1: path. And we're just gonna explore. Yeah. So uh, in a couple minutes, we're gonna have Lisa Hickey call in to the Humble Warrior podcast hotline. Yeah, it's to, gonna be a good uh, interview. I'm for excited. The interview. So we'll be with her in a couple minutes. Be back soon. Well, we've got a guest on the Humble Warrior Podcast. We've got Lisa Hickey from the Good Men Project. And you have a relationship with her because um, on ChrisForte.com, all the blogs that you post and the podcasts that we do are published on Good Men Project.
2: Yes, I'm so very grateful for Lisa uh, Hickey's support along with the founder, Tom Matlick. writing has been a big spiritual fitness practice for myself and something we've talked about mm-hmm. and it's something that good men project um does for men and gives men an outlet to communicate whatever is on their mind and feelings and you could submit articles to good men project and they will if they find that the content is relevant they will post them so it's been a very 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 um, I'm just very grateful that I have another way to express.
1: Yeah. To get your message, to to get my message out.
2: And it also helps me. And in addition, good men project has helped because they have uh, topics they want men to write about. So they've given me ideas. Oh, good. That I write about on the fly and it's been a great relationship. And like, as you mentioned, they promote our podcast and I think they're just very much aligned to what we're doing here.
1: Great. Well, I've, um, I've, you know being part of the podcast I've looked at the good men project and I see a lot of great articles all the time in my Facebook feed so I think it's a it's not only a good source for people to put their message out there and share their light but I think it's also a great platform for men to get information
2: absolutely and I'm glad you mentioned that I mean I'm on that site daily and I've been referred to that site through other friends. It's a great site and resource for men. And I'm sure Lisa will go into it too. It's also women are actually, you know, drawn to the site also because it gives them insight to, you know, the emotions men's are going through and gives them a better understanding
1: of what the 21st century male is kind of going through in life. Great. So we've got... Today, we've got Lisa Hickey, who is the CEO of Good Good Men Media and the publisher of The Good Men Project. The Good Men Project is an online multimedia content site and conversation asking, what does it mean to be a good man in the 21st century? The website gets 3.5 million unique visitors per month and has been featured on CNN, The Atlantic, Gawker, MSNBC, Sports Illustrated, and the BBC. Prior to the Good Men Project, Lisa spent the majority of her career in traditional advertising agencies and has worked as an art director, copywriter, creative director, and CEO. She has been recognized by Cannes, Museum of Modern Art, Clio, and The London Show for her work in advertising. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Lisa Hickey. Hello, Lisa.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me here.
1: We're so excited to have you and learn more about the Good Men Project and learn more about you. And what we want to start off with was what inspired the creation of Good Men Media and the Good Men Project. How did this come about?
0: Well, it's it's a bit of a long story, but, it, but it's really interesting. So um, as you said in my intro, I was in advertising uh, for a good part of my career. And then um, due to some circumstances, I was kind of between jobs, didn't really know what I was going to do. And I saw... The potential for social media to really help brands and advertisers take off. So I thought, oh great, I'll study that and I'll figure that out and I'll, um, I'll make my mark in social media. And so I was talking to an ad person who had just gotten laid off and they said, oh, you know so much about social media, you should meet this guy, Tom Matlack, because he just, He's putting together a book that's been rejected by publishers. who's going to self-publish, and he needs help getting on Facebook and getting a, a platform built. So I said, great. So the next day I met with Tom Matlack, and um, Tom was telling me his idea that he was going out and collecting these stories about men. And what he found was that the thing men really wanted to talk about was the day they woke up, looked in the mirror and said, I thought I knew what it meant to be good. I thought I knew what it meant to be a man. And I realized I didn't know either. And I was just blown away by that insight. I, I just never realized that that was on the forefront of guys' minds. Like it just hadn't occurred to me. Mm -hmm. And then, so Tom had the manuscript there and at that point it was, you know, a manuscript of like 15 stories. Eventually it would be 30 or more. And he handed me the manuscript and he said, um, you know, you can read my own story if you want. It's Because it's the type of things guys don't usually talk about. Right. And so once again, I was blown away. I'm like, wow, that's, that's what I, I want to know. I want to know these things that guys don't usually talk about because guys have never talked about them with me either. Right. So, I, I, I said to, um, I said to that like I said, you know, I don't know if I can sell a million copies of your book but I can sell a million copies of that idea because that idea that you want to talk about men and goodness and the changing roles of men in the 21st century and you want to explore the stuff guys don't even talk about like, that's, that's the best idea I've heard in a, in, in a long, long, long time and, and I'd love to be a part of it. So that was the genesis of how it came together in that first meeting with Tom.
1: That's great. And I think it's so important. And I I think a lot of people, us included, and a lot of our listeners, we experience men. We don't have outlets like this. So to have some kind of resource and to know that other men are having the same kind of thoughts and feelings helps us have a conversation with each other
0: exactly. And that's what we found as we built the platform. So it's, that was five years ago um, that that we had that meeting and first came up with the idea to first publish the book and then expand it into an online website and forum mm-hmm. and community. But that's what we found that so many people have come to us and said, there's no other place to talk about these issues. That's why we came up with a Tagline: The conversation no one else is having. Right. And even in the five years, there, there, there still hasn't been any other place like this that's this big. So,
1: I wanted to ask a question because I know Chris is a contributor. How many? How many contributors are there right now to the site?
0: Well, there has been about twenty five hundred over the course of the five years that. Wow. We've. In doing this um, I'd say at any given point in time there are maybe 400 active contributors mm-hmm. but we're always getting new ones in every day and some people go away for a while and then come back so it's it's a very organic um, it's a very organic community with people it's Contributing when they find the need to contribute and then, you know, then maybe they go away. Maybe then they just read the stories for a while and then they often come back.
2: Right, right. And I'm just speaking from my experience, you know, how I've used it, John, we talk about this is, is for my spiritual fitness practice, writing, writing helps. And not only can you be helping yourself, but what I've found throughout the site and through what Lisa's doing is you're helping other men. And that's, that's a feeling and a great bond. And I'm reading articles submitted through other men and, you know, developing good relationships with these guys that, you know, we're all going through this. We're all going through the same stuff at the end of the day, no matter where you're coming from. And like Tom mentioned, when you look in the mirror, we've, we've been conditioned, let's say as a man and John and I have had this conversation, you kind of just grow up you do the right things. You, you, you. Some of us that play sports, you go to high school, you go to college, you get your degree, you become successful in a job, you meet a woman, you get married, you have kids, and you're doing all the right things. And then you're looking in the mirror, and you go, "What's? Why do I feel emptier? What's missing in my life? Am mm-hmm. I even doing it right? I don't feel good about myself." Right, right. And the Good Man Project has done a great way. Um, I mean, when you go on the site, you'll just see there's, I mean, you cover everything, Lisa. That's what's great. I mean, you cover everything that a guy's going through.
0: Well, that, exactly. That's what we found is that this conversation, it isn't just about men and masculinity. It's how men and masculinity affects all facets of our life and our society and how important it is and how ingrained it is and how people haven't been all that conscious about the implications of it. And so you do, you get guys who, you know, come to this uh, inflection point in their life, or or you get other guys who worth, you know, go off and get, feel marginalized and disenfranchised and mm-hmm. hopeless. And, you know, that's why the male suicide rate is, is higher than women's. And, and you know there's there's all this sense of loss of economic loss or they go through a divorce and they don't know how to deal with it so i don't think as a society we've done a really good job of helping men through those inflection points which are so important
1: i, I you know i agree and we've talked about this topic on the past in past shows that it's it's for men we're kind of conditioned to lead and to to be strong and have all the answers and then when we don't we a lot of us don't know what to do and we there's no playbook for us or you know it's not passed on typically from father to son or generation or you don't learn these kinds of life lessons on how to deal with different struggles so you know i think and i think it's just it's it's been increased in today's day and age i think it's just it something has changed in our society that just puts more pressure and makes it more difficult for us to to really accept that we're just, we're human, we have feelings, and, and that's okay.
0: Totally agree. No, that really gets at the heart of what we're trying to do. And I think part of it is that the world is just changing so fast. It's, it's almost changing faster than any human can process that change. Mm-hmm. And so when you think of, Decades, centuries really, of, of not allowing men the opportunity to talk about what all this means and how they're dealing with it, and what are the stereotypes, what are the social norms, what are the pressures they're facing, um, And then you add in this rapid rate of change on top of it, it it's just you know it, it just makes the conversation more important than ever.
1: Right, right. So, Lisa, I'm I'm really interested. I was when we were getting ready for this interview, I I looked you up on the internet. Of course, <laughs> I found on the on, Yeah, I found one. You have a wiki Wikipedia page, so I think that that, that was great. I don't think you don't have a Wikipedia no, page. Yet. I do not. <laughs> so, and it says that you had you have a BA in psychology and sociology, and a certificate in graphic design. And I'm very interested because I graduated with a bachelor's in social work and then I found my way into the business world and did marketing and you had a career in advertising so I want to know how you made that switch or what what were the life circumstances that brought you into the advertising world
0: yeah that's kind of a funny story too so I actually when I was in high school and trying to figure out my life what I really wanted to do was find some career that combined art and math because those were the two things that I loved and was really good at. But, you know, I was young. I didn't really know what path I was going down. I ended up at a college that wasn't really that great in either art or math and then took calculus in college and <laughs> did not do well in, it, in at all. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe I need a new path. And so... The school that I went to was really good at psychology and sociology, and a lot of my friends were majoring in it. So, like, I kind of fell into that major. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was fascinating the study of people, both the individual, what's going on in someone's mind, and then the societal, um, the, you know, what happens as a society, what happens in groups of people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really my passion, it was just, well, I need a job, I need a major, I need to pick something, and so there I go. And so then, after I graduated with FBA, and I worked in uh, I worked in the social work field for a couple of years, and met my then, uh, who became my husband at the time, and he said, well, what would you really want to do? And I said, I, I would really want to do something with art, but... Not, I don't want to be a starving artist, but I want to. I really want to do something with art. So that's when I went back for a certificate in graphic design with the thought of becoming a designer. But then, again, I didn't want to just make things look good. I wanted ideas and concepts behind them, and that's what advertising did for me. It, it gave me the opportunity to, to actually say, oh, how do you actually communicate with the world in a way that's going to help you sell a product or a service, but you're going to do it in a way that makes that message into a form of art. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was, that was great. And then the interesting thing about the good men project is now I finally come full circle and I've been able to combine that art and math that I wanted to so long ago that, you know, I'm looking at this as how do we create content that really resonates with people it communicates with people and creates empathy, and, and that's what art is. Mm-hmm. But then how do I grow it as, as a business and get three and a half million people a month coming to it? Well, that three and a half million people a month coming to the, the website wasn't by chance, and it wasn't like, oh, it just happened. That that really needed analytical, strategic tools to figure out how to get there. Right. So, um, so now I'm like exactly where I want to be.
1: <laughs> that's great. And, you know, I... I I have a similar story in that I, I didn't know what I was gonna do when I was in college. And I, I just knew I wanted to make a difference. And I thought I was always good at helping people, so I went into social work. And I did that for a year and it, would, it totally stressed me out. and I got out of it, ran, ar- ran around with a rock and roll band for a bit, and then fell into, um, it was the late 90s at the time, fell into inter- internet marketing and working with that medium and it was really for me it was i i i feel the same way you do it was a way to express and to change the world or to express your feelings with with what you're good at using marketing or advertising as the medium so i think that's a fantastic i I love i knew there was something behind right. there
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's funny because when you say the words internet marketing, you think of, you know, a lot of times you think of kind of the bad stuff behind the internet marketing. But then when you think about the fact that you're getting this message across about spiritual fitness, and it's like, that's so great. I mean, that's such a great idea and a great... um, a great thing to get people involved and in. So all of a sudden the words internet marketing, it, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have those negative connotations right. anymore. It's like, wow, you're connecting with all these people online in order to show them a path and give them tools that will actually help them grow. I mean, that's, that's awesome, you right.
2: know? Right. Well, maybe you and uh, Tom, we could talk offline and you can help us uh, bring the spiritual fitness world out to the world. Yeah. (laughs) So, so Lisa, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but you know, so you've been there five years, obviously you've worked with hundreds and thousands of men. It sounds like, are are you married? Were you once married?
0: Um, I was, I was once married and have four children.
2: Okay. So so I'm aligned to, I had a 17 year marriage and I have three children, but what, what defines the 21st century ma- man right now? What What is considered a good man, if, you know, a good man right now, in, in your words, or how you guys are defining so, it?
0: It's funny because we don't actually like to define what a good man is. We like to provide a framework to think about men and goodness and allow each man to come up with what he thinks on on his own. And it really is an individual choice and an individual consciousness. But what we do know is that there are tremendous pressures on men to act in a certain way, behave in a certain way. There are tremendous negative stereotypes about men that we're looking to overturn. And so to us, um, Men who are conscious and thoughtful and engaged and connected are the ones that are most likely to succeed and find personal happiness uh, in this world. And, um, and I think that they, the idea of goodness is it's really it it's a part of that just self reflection like are the choices that i'm making good for me good for the people i'm interacting with good for the world good for my community um so that's that's the way we prefer to really look at the the topic of goodness
1: great i think and i think that's a a, a great way to frame it because as men we're still trying to figure it out and i think everyone has their own individual experiences and and they might be at a different spot in their life that to to define it is very, very difficult and i think it just kind of puts you back in the same place that you were in in the beginning where you you're told you're you're supposed to be this I mean, it's very, it's very
2: similar going down to like your own spiritual path. You know, it's there's no right way or wrong way, but you're making the commitment to grow and, you know, and see what you just said to each one of us that may be different and it looks different, but you know, you're taking it one day at a time, one breath at a time, one step at a time to get to a place of, you know, goodness or whatever that is or however that's defined and using the tools to get there.
1: So Lisa... I have a question for you, um, yes. because we talk about a lot of different, um, spiritual and personal growth topics. What are the kinds of things that you do in your life to help you, uh, balance your mind, body, and spirit?
0: So, um, I, I love my job and it's very hard, so I work a lot, Okay, <laughs> but I, but I always make sure that, um. You know, I'm really connecting with people, listening to them, understanding them, and um, helping people succeed throughout my job. So it's it's incredibly rewarding. Yeah. And then whenever I'm not working, I really like to be physically active. So it, it's almost like I'm either working or I'm doing something physical. And the combination of those two is great. I love my life. I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing at this moment. So I do... Um, when I'm not working, I uh, do dance. I actually am a Lindy Hop dancer. Oh. I go bicycling. I hike in the mountains. Um, I, you know, I just I do yoga. So whatever it is that yeah. keeps me active and moving, uh, I, I just love those things.
2: That's great. We, in fact, uh, thanks for posting the uh, dance meditation uh, podcast, because that's what we had a couple yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So dancing and meditation, and, and, but you're moving, which is good. And, and what's awesome is to hear, and we're, you know, where a lot of us want to get to, and you get to a place of just loving your work. I mean, that's just, uh, that's just a blessing.
0: It, it's a total blessing.
2: And the work that you're doing is, is serving the highest good. That's for
1: sure.
0: So, thank what, you. Yeah, no, I agree.
1: So, I wanted to ask. Yeah, I I wanted to ask what what's in the future for the Goodman Project? What's going to be happening?
0: Oh, a lot of things. <laughs> we're we're in the inflection point with the Goodman Project too. We have a lot of initiatives going on, so we really want to expand into multimedia. That's why we love the idea of podcasts and how they are uh, rolling out into. Um, into the culture now. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to do more video. We want to do just more experimental video uh, experimental media in some ways. So for example, we're creating a mobile app that's oh, wow. going to be a polling system and it's going to give us a chance to communicate with people in our community right on their phones. So that's really exciting and to see what other people are thinking about things as, as these news stories unfold. Um, we're doing a site redesign, so it'll be cleaner, more mobile friendly, that should be rolling out any minute. We're growing our core community component, so people will get uh, a deeper way of connecting with the other people in the Good Men Project, and so that's part of our premium membership program, you pay a small fee to become a member, but then you can really get deep into the community. Um, as part of that, we're doing trainings and workshops and uh, hopefully live events to be rolled out. So we're really trying to just take this conversation, which is so great online, and we have, you know, the, the three three and three and a half million people coming each month to the online website, and then now expanding out out into all sorts of different media.
1: That's great. That's great. I'd love to see a good man project. Some way we could we could get together face to face with the people locally in everybody's individual areas would be a would be a fantastic thing, I think.
0: Yeah, that's on the strategic plan. <laughs> it's down the road a little bit, but, but yes, we want to work towards that
1: too. Well let us know. Keep us posted on that one because we'd love to help put one together or host it or publicize it or Whatever you oh, need us to great. do.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great idea. We will definitely, we will definitely keep you in the loop
2: on that. I mean, your company's still a baby. That's what's great. I mean, it's only been around five years.
0: Right. Yeah, a lot of room to grow.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Lisa, if there's one thing, we're still kind of working in the podcasting world here, like. You know, our demographics, we we know we obviously men and women are both listening. Um, But if there's one thing you wanted to share to all our listeners um, from your experience and what you've done with the Good Men Project, you know, one message to the men out there um, that they can do or or just in as far as to get to a place of, you know, looking at themselves in the mirror and bettering themselves. There's one recommendation, I guess, from everything that you've uncovered over the years, maybe the number one thing that men just need to hear, you know, what would that be?
0: Wow. That's a great question. So I would say that the, the, the biggest thing is just to know that it's okay to talk about these things and to share what you're going through with other men, other women, whoever, however, uh, it makes sense to share what you're going through and to be able to reach out and ask for help. You don't have to do it all alone. We were we were talking about this idea of um, men in the media and how there's always this uh, this um, archetype of, of the lone hero. You know, the hero goes out and just solves all the problems, fixes things and does it all by himself and it's not the way the world works best. And so to understand that there are other men going through these things, you can reach out to people. You don't have to do it all by yourself. It's okay to make mistakes. And then to look at the to look at the stereotypes out there and the cultural pressures that are saying, you know, okay, you have to behave a certain way, you have to be the financial provider, you can't stay home with the kids, you can't do this, you can't do that. And to say, to step up and say, you know, no, that's not necessarily the way I want to create a life for myself. I, I, I want to understand that these pressures exist, but then I want to be able to make my own choices about how my life is going to unfold. I want to actually be able to create a life that works for me.
1: That is great advice. Thank you, Lisa, for being on the show. It was wonderful having you.
0: Thank you. No, it was great to be here. I, I love talking about this stuff and I love talking with you guys. So thank you so much for inviting me.
1: And then uh, we'll follow up in a, a, a half a year or within the year to see where we're at and get you back on the show.
0: Great. I'd love to be back.
1: We'd like to thank uh, our, all our listeners for subscribing to the show on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram at The Warrior Pod. Again, thanks to Lisa Hickey from the Good Men Project. You can find Good Men Project at goodmenproject.com. And we look forward to talking to everyone next week. Live brave.
0: Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.